This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., an initiative of the U.S.-based think tank International Leaders Summit in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting in Michigan. We thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. I am Jolan Ansami, your co-host joined by Natasha Sardoj, economist and co-founder of the International Leaders Summit. America's Roundtable brings together leading voices from business, government, media, and the public policy arena. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and via YouTube on International Leaders Summit. Visit iLeadersSummit.org. This week on America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting in Michigan and the Midwest, we're delighted to once again welcome to this program a very special guest, Governor Phil Bryant. And we are indeed most pleased to announce that the distinguished statesman and principal leader, Governor Bryant, will join America's Roundtable as guest host. Governor Bryant served as Mississippi's 64th governor from 2012 to 2020 before becoming the state's chief executive. Bryant was lieutenant governor, state auditor, and represented his legislative district in the Mississippi House of Representatives for five years. And as governor, Phil Bryant led Mississippi in implementing transformational public educational reforms, promoting economic development, and building a competitive business environment. And according to published reports, I quote, under Governor Bryant's administration, 80,000 jobs were created and some seven billion dollars in private investment were brought into the state of Mississippi, unquote. And Governor Bryant serves on the Executive Advisory Board of International Leaders Summit and is spearheading efforts at Brian Sanji Snell Global Partners, where he provides strategic advice and counsel and business development services to some of the world's largest industry leaders. And it is our great honor to welcome to America's Roundtable our new guest host, Governor Phil Bryant. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, sir, and welcome. Happy Thanksgiving, Governor Bryant. Good morning, absolutely, and happy Thanksgiving to you. I am here in the beautiful Rocky Mountains in Jackson Hole, Wyoming this morning with my three grandchildren and two children and my beautiful wife, uh, 44 years, so we are enjoying the best of Americana. We were up almost before the sunrise, more snow-covered Rockies, just looking at this massive blessing. You know, this, this country is so broad and, and so beautiful, and as a, a young man who was raised in the South, we don't get to see this type of snow too often, particularly my grandchildren, so we've been out in it this morning. But happy Thanksgiving, and let's make sure we celebrate all the things uh, that we can for all those beautiful blessings the Lord has bestowed upon us living in this great nation of America. So we got a lot to be thankful for. Well, Governor Bryant, you have brought to the forefront important issues, including the troubling trends regarding the left's cancel culture scheme and concerns of how the pandemic has adversely impacted the rule of law in America and specifically undermining religious liberties. On one hand, there is mob rule that can be seen on the streets of America and also mob rule targeting conservative leaders and in independent voices on the online highway. The threats targeting individuals are most disturbing. And this past Thursday, families gathered to celebrate our cherished Thanksgiving Day, and prayers were offered at small church gatherings. And in the midst of the sacred time, there were loud voices on the left that began their assault on Thanksgiving Day. And just recently, on an MSNBC program, the term Colonizer Christmas was used, and Thanksgiving Day was derided 
along with an attempt to push a false narrative on Jamestown, a British colony in Virginia, and not the tradition we all know too well that was clearly described by the Pilgrim chronicler Edward Winslow, who wrote about the first Thanksgiving celebration in Massachusetts where the Plymouth settlers and the Wampanoag Native Americans shared an autumn feast. Governor Bryant, what are your thoughts on the cancel culture scheme being pushed by America's far left and some on the Democratic side? Well, it's not surprising. I mean, let's just see what uh, what they've done. And again, this is at its base a religious holiday. So, and you're absolutely right. When those uh, Plymouth colonists came together that 26th of November in 1621 with Native Americans, uh, and you said absolutely right, the Native Americans approached these colonists in a, in a measure of peace and said, well, why can't we get along? There was trading that began. Uh, and you've got to understand where these, uh, where these colonists had been. So the Mayflower comes over, uh, Mayflower voyage with a, 102 passengers from Plymouth, uh, England. Uh, and you can only imagine these boats were about 30 feet long. So you got 102 uh, passengers on a 30 or 40 foot Mayflower. And, 66 days across the Atlantic, and they finally uh, arrive here. They, they land at Cape Cod, so they have to stay on the boat for another month, finally making their way to what's called Plymouth, and, and, and then begin that colony. And, and in come the Native Americans and, and Squanto. Squanto was a particularly uh, encouraging member of that band of the Native Americans because he spoke English. In fact, he had been captured by the English some years earlier and taken to England in servitude, and, and this Native American was kind enough to come and say, let me help interpret for you. And they did. And there was a three-day celebration uh, of Thanksgiving uh, by those uh, wonderful pilgrims that are there. And we continue to celebrate. And, 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 you know, I love the Smithsonian. We all love to go to the Smithsonian Museum in Washington. But here's what the Smithsonian said. Of course, they let one of their former journalist students uh, write this article. It says, the myth of Thanksgiving story and the lasting damage they imbued. The lasting damage in the myth. This is the Smithsonian Magazine. Here's another one, not surprising, from the New York Times. Everything you learn about Thanksgiving is wrong. Another one by the New York Times. The horrible history, the horrible history of Thanksgiving. Business Insider said the dark history of Thanksgiving. Uh, uh, now, these, uh, again, are the secular attack on a religious celebration of Thanksgiving, where, where the pilgrims who had escaped Great Britain, where the king was saying, uh, you, you either uh, worship in my way or you don't worship at all. So these pilgrims left, and they were pilgrims, as pilgrims that had gone to the Holy Lands, the pilgrims that go to Jerusalem. These were pilgrims coming to the New Jerusalem, to the New World. To celebrate this Thanksgiving with Native Americans. Now, did things go wrong? Of course. Were they wars? There were wars between these Native Americans before we ever got here. And oh, by the way, Europeans had probably been on the continent a hundred years before this time. So there was one tribe against the other. Unfortunately, warfare, slavery has been a part of the human experience since the beginning of time. If I remember, uh, Moses brought the uh, Israelites out of slavery and out of bondage. So this goes back. But so if you're going to use that idea, if you're going to say, well, it, it affected the Native Americans and, and it was a precursor to slavery, if you're going to do that, then 
then what about uh, the great exodus? Can we not celebrate the fact that our nation of Israel was formed looking back at Moses and leading them to the promised land? Bad things occur, but this is a good thing for America. This is time to celebrate, be thankful, and I hope Americans come together. I'm here with my immediate family. Now, I understand COVID, and I understand the risk, and I understand we take a risk everywhere we go. I think all of those that with the Antifa movement that were out there taking the risk. I think the majority leader of the United States Senate, Chuck Schumer, when he was dancing around in New York uh, taking uh, and making a celebration out of the victory of what they believed was the victory of Joe Biden, I think he was uh, in danger and endangering others with COVID. COVID is everywhere. But to say, to use it to say you can't have Thanksgiving, you shouldn't have Thanksgiving, that's one thing. We understand to be safe, but when you attack it for the dark history of Thanksgiving, this secular society is going to attack religion. They're going to try to close every church that they possibly can and keep them closed if if at all possible. Wait till Christmas. They will again. Uh, I will say this, and, and, and of all the great things that President Trump did, one of the things that I continue to be appreciative of is him bringing back Merry Christmas. We literally have gotten to the point under the Obama administration, you'll remember where all of, the, uh, all of the department stores, all of the secular world had taken out Merry Christmas. You couldn't even, you couldn't even put it up in, in, your, uh, in town square, and now it's back. And so you will see another attack on Christmas if we yield to the secular demand of forgetting and moving away from the great celebration of Thanksgiving. Right. Governor Bryant, in Democracy in America, authored by Alexis de Tocqueville in 1835, a French aristocrat, diplomat, political scientist, and historian, de Tocqueville explains to the French and European audiences at that time what made America great then and what President Trump has been doing by making America great again as you so rightfully put it. And let me share just briefly a few excerpts from the book, Democracy in America. Uh, The talk will says, I quote, I have already said enough to put Anglo-American civilization in its true light. It is the product of two perfectly distinct elements, which elsewhere have often been at war with one another, but which in America it was somehow possible to incorporate into each other, forming a marvelous combination I mean the spirit of religion and the spirit of freedom. Freedom sees religion as the companion of its struggles and triumphs, the cradle of its infancy and the divine source of its rights. Religion is considered as the guardian of moors and moors are regarded as the guarantee of the laws and pledge for the maintenance of freedom itself. Unquote. Governor Bryant, what are your thoughts about making our fellow Americans who are not believers understand the importance of our Judeo-Christian principles in upholding the rule of law and securing our and their liberty? I, I think we have to remind them that two words go together, religious and freedom, religious freedom, and freedom within religion. So Tocqueville uh, was absolutely correct, and I think I'm paraphrasing, I'm sure, but he also wrote, America is great because it is good. And when America ceases to be good, it will cease to be great. When evil is called good and good is now called evil, where will we be? 
So I, I think you're absolutely right. I, I think that's why it, it is such an important part of the Bill of Rights. It is written uh, in the First Amendment, the religion of freedom, the free expression of worship. And that doesn't mean just Christians, that's Muslims, it's Jewish worship. I'm shocked when I see law enforcement officers in New York that are using large lenses on cameras and binoculars and telescopes to look through the windows into Jewish businesses and Jewish homes and entering those homes and entering those businesses and telling them you cannot worship in here. You've got too many people in your own home. I just saw a video the other night. Look, don't trust me. I'm not exaggerating. You can go onto Twitter and probably Facebook and find them where the housing authority, and, and uh, these were the deputy sheriffs, I think, uh, within uh, New York that are saying, you must have people within your home now leave or we're going to arrest you. We're going to write a citation for you. If this is not chilling to the American public, I don't know what is. And it seems to be an orchestrated, concentrated attack on our Jewish brothers and sisters within New York and New York City. Now, that will spread. And let me tell you, we have seen that happen before in the 1930s in Germany. And when it begins, when it begins that you can go into someone's home, when it begins that you can arrest someone for having too many of their family members in their home, you're taking their religious freedom away from them. I remember as governor, I signed a Religious Freedom Act in Mississippi. And I've never had the vitriolic attack that I went through. Immediately, we were sued by the ACLU, the Southern Poverty Law Center. We were taken to federal court. We're, we're a magistrate, and I believe not someone as sympathetic to, to my causes, where a federal magistrate said no one's been harmed by this law. You have to show that someone's harmed when you come into a federal court with a lawsuit. So it was dismissed. But if they can take your religious freedoms... If they can make you cower in the corner of your room, afraid to go to church, afraid to go to temple, afraid to pray, if if secular society can do that, then you're broken. Communists have always believed the first thing you've got to do is take the religion away from the people. You have to take their faith away. Because we will die for our faith. The man who who stormed on Omaha Beach, the men who fought like my dad in the South Pacific, I can assure you, had a prayer on their lips every time they went into battle. And they believed that God was with them in that holy crusade, saving the world from evil. Without that faith, would they have fought? Would they have defended this nation? We must maintain our religious freedom. I'm not going to try to go and change their beliefs, but we all must be able to practice our faith freely in this nation as we see fit and as the Constitution promised that we could. Thank you so much for your continued work in this most important mission at hand. Thank you, Governor Bryant. Thank you so much for getting the word out. God bless you. This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., an initiative of the U.S.-based think tank International Leaders Summit in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting in Michigan. We thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. I am Jolan Ansami, your co-host joined by Natasha Sardorj, economist and co-founder of the International Leaders Summit. America's Roundtable brings together leading voices from business, government, media, and the public policy arena. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and via YouTube on International Leaders Summit. Visit iLeadersSummit.org.